how fun was Christmas as a kid? I mean, that's even an expression, right? Happier than a kid on Christmas or whatever. But man, once you become an adult, those responsibilities just start piling up. You got to start worrying about time off and how much time you're going to work and when the kids are in school and when they're out of school and how we're traveling here and what hotel we're staying at and do we need a flight and it gets expensive. And then you've got all the extra added stress of, oh, I got to hang this light and I got to put up this tree and then we got to wrap the presents. But most importantly, the financial stress of we got to buy all of these presents. Don't put Christmas on a credit card. Hurry to save with Conrad.com. We want to make sure that you hit 2022 the way you planned on ahead of the game. Don't go overspend and kick the can down the road and make it one of your new year's resolutions next year where you say, well, I guess this year I'm going to try to get out of debt and save money. Do it right now. All the experts are predicting that interest rates are going to rise next year. Don't take my word for it. Throw it in your Google machine, but here's what's happened in the last two years. All of a sudden your house is probably worth more than ever. Why not use some of your newfound equity to get the best interest rate you've ever had while we've still got them, get rid of your PMI that in and of itself might save you two or 300 bucks. And at the same time, get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. If you can hear my voice and you're in a 30 year loan, if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a car loan, you owe it to yourself to just get a quick quote right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and how's this for starters? Your single biggest bill, you know, your house payment, you won't have to make that in December or January. You're done until February 1st. You get a two month break from your single biggest bill right here during the holidays. That's going to get you the cash you need to not put Christmas on a credit card and that credit card debt, it'll be gone forever. Thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. Go read some of our five-star reviews all for yourself. Type this into your browser right now. C-O-N-R-A-D reviews.com conradreviews.com see what our actual customers are saying about the process and their experience it's almost five stars across the board and then hurry to savewithconrad.com get yourself a quick quote find out how much money you can save for free we're routinely helping our podcast listeners save five six seven even eight hundred bucks a month heck the other day we helped a guy save more than eleven hundred dollars a month i want to be clear he didn't save one thousand one hundred dollars one time He's saving it this month, next month, the month after that, all because he went to save with Conrad.com and you can do it too. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you some money, we won't waste your time. But right here during the holidays, what are you waiting for? Make this the best Christmas ever. Let's be like kids on Christmas and not have the financial stress of worrying about what are we going to do? You're going to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments than you ever thought possible because you went to savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender at savewithconrad.com. Well, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's a real athlete, so give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence too. Oh, it's true, it's damn true. So if he ever finds you and you're chanting you suck, then he'll douse you in debt. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing TNA Turning Point 2006, my second singles match encounter with Samoa Joe, and all the events leading up to it. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt. I'm doing well. Excited to be here. And I'm full from Thanksgiving. Had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, I know you uh, just had a busy weekend as this drops in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. But you're exactly right. We thought, man, what better way to, to kick off today's show than talk about what happened 15 years ago. It's 2006. And I know we already talked about that big match that you had at Genesis with Kurt with uh, Samoa Joe, uh, but we're going to talk about what happened after that. You guys would draw the biggest buy rate in TNA history for that match, and you have to be excited about your move to TNA after the end of your big WWE run, right? Yeah, I was excited to go somewhere new, start fresh, um, get away from the WWE. I was really burned out there. And TNA gave me a reduced schedule. I was able to do stuff outside of wrestling, like movies, 
it was just a better option for me at that particular time. So I was really excited to get started. So Kurt, now you're uh, a couple months in, we should say, into TNA. What are you noticing already? You know, the biggest main differences between WWE and TNA. I think with TNA, you had your own freedom to come up with uh, certain things in your promos and your matches. Uh, in WWE, the writers wrote for you. That's what you said. And then the matches, you had agents that went over the match and structured it with you. And TNA was pretty much on your own uh, as far as the matches, you know, structuring the matches. But uh, the promos, the writers would work with you, and you could add your flavor to the promos. And uh, so who were, and you've mentioned this before, but for those maybe that didn't listen to some of the podcasts in the archives, who was the guy or folks that you were working with mostly at this point in TNA with some of the promos and the programming and the creative? Uh, Dave Lagana was one of the writers. I, I worked with him. Um, um, what's his name from uh, the, the band? <laughs> Uh, oh, Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Why did I forget his name? Jeez. Billy Corgan, he was great. I worked, uh, Vince Russo was the guy that I started out with, and I really had a great chemistry with him. Well, listen, you're coming off the show uh, that we talked about at Genesis. There's a three week build before Turning Point, and they taped all the TV shows on November 20th. How long of a day was that for you, Kurt? Oh, that was pure hell. Uh, <laughs> especially back then, they were utilizing me quite a bit. I was on a bunch of segments during the shows, and that day was extremely busy. We went about five and a half hours, and I was on a bunch of the, you know, I was on a lot in all three shows. So I had a busy-ass day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to think about pre-tapes, wrestling matches. I mean, that's brutal. Are they, you know, are you just hanging out there the entire day then? I'm thinking breakfast, lunch, and dinner type thing. Yeah, pretty much. You're there all day. You start at, uh, you get there at noon, and you go. Uh, the show would start around four and you would go about five and a half hours till nine thirty or 10. Mm. Well, Kirk, going into that first match with Joe, did you know the plan from the get go was to do a series of matches with him? Was that what you talked about from the start? No, but it was a no brainer. I mean, I did beat Joe and end his undefeated streak and I had to return the favor. So, you know, Joe needed, uh, even though he was built up pretty strongly in TNA with his undefeated streak, I did defeat him, and, and that might have hurt his credibility a little bit. Not getting beat by a big star from WWE, but uh, knowing that he did lose and he would have to gain a win back on me in order to have more credibility. And, and I, was, I was all for that. Yeah. No, and uh, my goodness, what a buildup it was. It was a huge match, and you're coming in, and what better way uh, for you to debut than to go against someone strong? I mean, he was strong, 18 months undefeated, and here comes the Olympic hero. What a match it was. Do you agree with winning that first match and setting up a rematch with that? Coming in, were you are you in full agreement with that? I agreed with it because somebody had to beat Joe. Somebody had to end his undefeated streak. And it was going on for quite a long time. And even Joe w was relieved after I beat him because, you know, having the undefeated streak on, Joe told me that they were finding excuses, uh, like he would get DQ'd and they wouldn't count it as a loss uh, when they were trying to protect the other wrestler. So he was like, listen, I, I didn't really, I'm not really undefeated because I did lose by DQ. I just never got pinned or submitted. And uh, I couldn't wait for my undefeated streak to come to an end. And I totally understood why. I'm sure Joe, too, wasn't too disappointed to know that it would come at your hands, the Olympic gold medalist who had built quite the reputation uh, prior to TNA and WWE as a megastar. So I'm sure he wasn't too disappointed that it had to be you, Kurt. It had to be me, and it was. <laughs> Ah, so good. So the goal is to sprinkle you, in, sprinkle you into a lot of storylines, it looks like, to give everyone that angle rub. Was this your idea or was it creative's? It wasn't my idea. That was creative. But they kept me fairly busy, and uh, I was involved in a lot of storylines uh, separately on the show. So I think they were just trying to add my credibility to everybody and try to, to make the show even uh, have even more credibility. I hate Steven Singer. With all the shipping delays and fulfillment issues expected for holidays, Christmas shopping has come earlier than ever. Luckily, Steven is giving every other jeweler out there another reason to hate him. Steven Singer Jewelers has the number one gift this holiday, 
diamond stud earrings and steven is fully stocked with the most beautiful best value real diamond studs anywhere choose a great pair of anita diamond stud earrings for under 270 dollars sound familiar well that's because it's the same price last year he's not jacking up prices like everyone else just the perfect price every single day no sales, no discounts, no BS. Steven's real diamond studs are flawless to the eye, near colorless, and come with his famous full value lifetime trade-in guarantee. You can trade up your diamond studs anytime and receive exactly what you paid towards a new pair. And with an unbeatable full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, making it no risk for shopping early for holiday. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com, always with fast and free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Well, they opened the show and that includes Jim Cornette, Petey Williams and LAX. Regarding LAX, they're trying to burn the American flag. Of course, you being the Olympic gold medalist, come out in defense of the America American flag and help Williams and AMW clear the ring. Samoa Joe enters and he puts you over for ending his streak, but he wants a rematch. And you're going to grant him one as long as you two watch each other's backs until the match at turning point. If you could say there was one weakness of Joe's at this time, would you say it's his promos, Kurt? No, Joe didn't have any weaknesses. He was so articulate on the microphone. Um, he was so sharp in the ring. The guy had no weaknesses. He, he was an animal, and he was a very talented individual. All right, you heard it from Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle there. No weaknesses in Samoa Joe's game at this point. So you main event at Arena Monterey against Abyss, who was the freshly crowned NWA champion at Genesis in front of 5,000 fans and gets the win in a non-title match. You're going to cover your first match for TNA, by the way. You and I, in great detail, uh, this month over at adfreeshows.com coming up. But what do you remember of the show in Mexico and main eventing it? Well, it was, it, was, it was a good relief. I mean, you know, you were able to perform in front of thousands of fans, which TNA didn't do very much, especially at this point in their, in their, in their uh, promotion up until then. So... It was, it was kind of cool to be able to perform in front of the Mexican fans, and they were so, um, they were so excited, and they had a, you know, a lot of enthusiasm in the crowd. The crowd was really hot, and I had a, a really good match, a great match with Abyss. Was that your first time performing in Mexico, Kurt, as a pro wrestler? No, I was there in WWE back in 2005, I believe. Okay, so you had been there before. Yes. And I'm sure it's got to be, it feels different, right? It's a different flavor. Is it a different type of energy level in Mexico than it is U.S.? A little difference in said more or less? Or what, what, is that, what is that feeling like there? I think the crowd's a little more enthusiastic. They get into the matches a little bit more. They show more emotion. Not the United States crowds aren't awesome. They are. But in Mexico, they're a little extra excited. There we go. Well, listen, the next week on Impact, it's scheduled to be you and Petey Williams taking on LAX for the NWA World Tag Team titles. But Petey is attacked before the match, and you're going to go it alone for a couple minutes before Samoa Joe comes out to be your partner. That makes sense, right? You guys agreed you're going to watch each other's backs. Joe gets the hot tag, and you guys end up getting the win. But Jim Cornette, he's the keeper of the rules, reverses the decision based upon the fact that Joe wasn't a scheduled partner. And Dave Meltzer from The Observer says, at one point, Angle popped Homicide so hard in the ear that Homicide lost his hearing. He was very upset about it after the match. Kurt, do you remember hurting Homicide, and what was he like backstage afterwards? I don't recall hurting him, and I, I completely, totally apologize for it. I didn't know I hurt his ear. I didn't know he couldn't hear. Nobody told me. And, uh, you know, when I went backstage, nobody said anything to me, so I didn't even know about it. 
So this is the first time you're kind of hearing about it, to your recollection. I'm hearing about it, and I want to apologize to Homicide. If I hurt your ear, brother, I am so sorry. Ah, okay. Well, Kurt, you and Joe shake hands in the ring afterwards. Was that respect? Uh, was that, you know, or, you know, mutual between you? Or is that just, you know, something you're doing there in front of the camera? What's that about? It was both. I had a lot of respect for Joe. What he was able to accomplish in TNA, uh, having the undefeated streak, being the hottest wrestler in the company when I came in. And uh, we, I loved the guy. I loved him in the ring and I loved him outside the ring. He was an incredible person. Well, Kurt, we're at the go-home impact before the big pay-per-view. You work a six-man match. It's called the TNA All-Star Wars, and you got Christian, Abyss, Sting, Samoa Joe, and Rhino. What are your memories of this match, and what was it like putting this type of match together? Is there a Pat Patterson type in the back that works with your group on the planning and execution. I know we talked last week about that Survivor Series and how, you know, you had someone kind of helping out. Now here you are in a six-man match. What, what was that like in TNA? Well, we were pretty much uh, responsible for our match. So, you know, we, we, we all put it together, and it was a very complicated match to put together. You have to remember, it wasn't a six-man tag match. It was a six-man individual match, every man for themselves, and there was only one pinfall. That's how you had to win. So it, it was uh, it was very complicated to put together. And uh, but but I thought we did pretty well with it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, but again, you just six all work together. There's nobody kind of back there saying, "Hey, this is how we're going to game plan." It's kind of a, a captain or a general. It's just six of you getting in a room and figuring out what that looks like. Yeah, and and they were all great guys. They all you know were agreeable to everything, and you know. We would uh, correct each other when we had to and, you know, add our own flavor into the match. But it was pretty full. It was pretty cool. Okay. Well, you get the win over, all of all people, Samoa Joe. <laughs> do, you, do you think it was a good idea pinning Joe this close to the rematch? I would say no, uh, but I understand why I was going to lose to Joe the following week. And I think they wanted me to get another win under my notch, uh, under my belt. Uh, uh, beating Joe again uh, just to keep my credibility up. This is also, Kurt, the first time you're in the ring with Sting. Is this a waste of a potentially gigantic program, or what are your thoughts here, getting in the ring the first time with the Stinger? I thought it was a waste of a program. I, I think that Sting and I should have built up a nice, long program, uh, you know, uh, several months uh, before we even touched. And uh, unfortunately, this match... Uh, basically destroyed that because I ended up uh, wrestling Sting in the six-man. And uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to have a nice long-running program with him at the beginning of my uh, entrance in TNA. Well, here we go a little bit from Dave Meltzer. He said, many people have questioned, including fans, that they had Angle pin Joe on the December 7th TV show or that they put Angle versus Sting in the same match against each other for a throwaway. With Angle getting two clean wins on Joe, it's almost necessitates Joe winning at turning point. And I wouldn't have even booked a rematch between the two until at least March at the earliest. I can understand the first match right away because of feeling the need to do something big to gain immediate momentum coming off of the angle signing, although I disagree with it because the game, this game is a marathon, not a sprint. But the idea of having their first match and second match and first TV match and two, if not three, clean finishes and their first match as tag team partners all in a three-week span is absolutely crazy. Blowing through a potential seven months' worth of storylines in three weeks is never a good thing, especially when you've got nothing as strong to follow. Kurt Angle, was this all rushed in your mind? I think so. I think it was rushed. I think we could have done it for several months. Uh, we could have spaced it out. Let the fans digest the, the finish of every match and move on with and continue the storyline to move forward. But we, we jammed it all into three weeks and it was really fast. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you look at some of what, you know, the storylines and how things tend to breathe now a little bit. And some people still say it feels rushed. But uh, do you think it was just the excitement of, you know, Dixie and team having you there and finally, you know, being able to push you as a major name and, you know, Joe coming off that 18 months. Hey, let's 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 just the, the excitement level. We've got to have these two facing each other. Was that some of it? You think? 
I think they just got excited and they thought, you know, since the pay-per-view and I, Joe and I did so well and had the record pay-per-view buys, uh, she, I think that TNA felt that they needed to keep doing it. Ride and, the wave. Yeah. Yeah. And shotgun it, you know, just have Joe and I keep grappling and wrestling each other. And, you know, three times in three weeks was just ridiculous. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. Well, you beat Joe after committing to watch his back. Did you think it was better for you to, for you to be a heel at this point? Yeah. I mean, that's what I came to TNA for. I, you know, they wanted me to make wrestlers and do that as heel, as a heel. Uh, you make the baby faces. And um, I think that's uh, the position they wanted me in. And I felt more comfortable with that position. And that's that was my job. When I went to TNA, I was supposed to make wrestlers. That's what they wanted. Are you tired a lot? Frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day? The problem may be that you're not getting enough quality sleep. If you want to increase energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and focus on quality REM sleep with Recovery PM. Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. Not to mention that if you work out, your gains are being significantly reduced if you're not sleeping well. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, and tryptophan. Yes, that's the stuff in Turkey that makes you tired. So you know you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. If you're finding yourself hitting a midday slump and using energy drinks to perk up during the day, you're only making things worse in the long run. Upgrade to Recovery PM for 30 days and you'll be amazed how you feel. Recovery PM is available now at recoverypm.com and if you use our code ANGLE, you'll get 10% off your entire order. It's part of the Legacy Sports Nutrition line of products developed and used by a team of professionals including our friends Nick Aldous and Mickey James. All Legacy products are made at an FDA-approved facility and ship worldwide. Try their full range of products now at LegacySupps.com. But if you're ready to get that REM sleep, man, you got to go to Recovery PM at RecoveryPM.com and use promo code ANGLE to save 10% off your entire order at RecoveryPM.com. And you said it here last week yourself, Kurt. You liked being playing the uh, asshole and making those comments and being the heel. I think uh, was what you said. I, and I would, I would like to say that my personality <laughs> isn't really an asshole, but I like to play an asshole on TV. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love how you're clarifying it too. It's such good stuff. I'm really not an asshole. So ECW's December to Dismember happens at the same time, and it's remembered as the worst WWE pay-per-view they ever produced. Did you watch it or hear about it from anyone at this time? Do you remember? You know why it was the worst pay-per-view, right? Oh well, Kurt Angle wasn't on it. Wasn't on it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I was turned off with WWE at that particular time. I didn't watch it for the for the last or the first couple of years, so I didn't even see that pay per view. I didn't even know about it. So to ask you, were you happy to be in TNA versus ECW at this point? Is kind of a stupid question, right? I was ultimately excited. I was just overwhelmed. I was filled with joy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon, they have a big blow up after that show. Heyman sent home. Do you hear from Paul about coming to TNA at all? He never got a hold of me, and I don't think he got a hold of TNA. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Uh, you know, if Paul Heyman's out of a job. That guy deserves a job wherever wherever he wants to go. He's that talented. And I think he would have been a good addition to TNA. Could you imagine how that would have changed the world? First of all, I can't imagine Paul Heyman working with Vince Russo. So that would have changed that whole dynamic right away. But he is, he's got an incredible mind for the business. What he's doing right now with Roman, 
Roman Reigns has been spectacular. Uh, I just saw him in an interview recently, and just listening to how he thinks about wrestling and building characters, even what he did with ECW. I mean, he's, he's obviously he's done some things that like everyone has in the wrestling career, not the greatest decisions, but for the most part, man, what a what a genius. Yeah, he's he's so talented. He has a great mind for the sport. Uh, probably one of the best minds in the business. Absolutely. Totally agree with you there. Well, Kurt, listen, we've made it through the introductory questions as we get to the buildup, and now we're here to watch some wrestling. It Let's is watch the match. We're going to watch the match. It's turning point from 06, and you and I are going to watch this together. Um, I clipped this together, so we're going to also hear some comments from you and Joe to the buildup, and so we're going to listen to that first, and then we'll jump into the match. Uh, but, Kurt, you ready to do this? Let's do this, man. I'm ready. All right, here we go. We are just moments away from the matchup the world demanded to see one more time. Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, the rematch. Samoa Joe, last time we wrestled, I beat you. You were undefeated, and I beat your ass. No one ever made you tap out. Kurt Angle made you tap out. Now, win, lose, or draw tonight, this will be the last match I wrestle with you, Samojo. And make no mistake about it, after tonight, every wrestling fan in the world, every TNA wrestler, including you, Samojo, is going to know who the better wrestler is. And that is real. It's damn real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired up, buddy. That's a crazy man, man. The reason why I gave Samoa Joe the rematch is because something happened to me about 12 years ago. I wrestled a man from Iran, and he beat me. And I knew I could beat him. I knew I, I had the chance to beat him, but I thought I'd never see him again. And what do you know, in the 1996 Olympics, in the finals, after four grueling matches, my fifth match was against him, the Iranian. His name was Abbas Jadidi. I could never forget that name. And I realized I was getting a second chance. And I, and I got redemption. I won. I won the Olympic gold medal. And when I won that medal, I realized if I wouldn't have got that second chance, I'd never be where I am today. Right here, a superstar in TNA. After I beat Samoa Joe, I realized this kid deserves a second chance. He was undefeated for 18 months. If anybody in this company deserves a second chance against the very best wrestler in the world, it's Samoa Joe. For 18 months, I gave my heart, my soul, I gave everything I had because I was the best. I was unbeatable. I was unstoppable. Nobody has ever made me bleed that badly twice. I've never had to compete against someone like that before. And you know what? I kind of underestimated Joe when I came in. I tortured him. I made him bleed. I made him hurt. His neck, I knew it's been broken. And I went after him. No remorse, no regret. I knew what I had to do. That whole time, he stewed, he waited, he persevered. And I didn't pay attention to that. Is there a fear inside of me? Yeah. Am I gonna lose sleep over it? Yeah. You're damn right I am. This guy is a killer. I mean, this guy is one of the best wrestlers I've ever faced. I have never been pushed to my limits the way that Samoa Joe has pushed me. There's one thing that I grossly underestimated with Kurt Angle, is his willingness to win. When I made Samoa Joe tap out, I could breathe. It wasn't happiness, it was relief. Kurt Angle took my reputation. Kurt Angle took all my hard work in one fell swoop. With three taps on the mat, that all disappeared. This isn't a man who's desperate. This is a man who's angry and has the capability of beating and hurting anyone in the world. At turning point, no longer do I have 18 months on my back. No longer am I the top dog. No longer am I the number one man to beat in TNA. So am I gonna lose sleep? Am I gonna worry? Am I going to look my daughter in the eye and think that maybe someday I might come back paralyzed, crippled? Yeah, I worry. He almost did it last time. And he has a chance again because I'm giving that chance. Ever since I've arrived here in TNA, I've been given 
one opportunity. From that one opportunity, I have destroyed everybody that's been in front of me. Kurt will be no different. Win, lose, or draw. This is my last match with Smojo. Are you feeling frustrated after getting rejected for a credit card or a personal loan? It happens way too often. And that's why Credit Karma is changing the way people find and apply for cards and loans. Whether you're refinancing credit card debt or paying for an upcoming expense, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized for you. On Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side by side. Members who compare loan offers on Credit Karma save on average 30% on interest rates. It's completely free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account with no effect on your credit score. They make it simple to search for the right personal loan for you. Credit Karma will even show you your approval odds so you can choose offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. And once you have a loan, Credit Karma can help you track your progress as you pay off your debt and even let you know if you can refinance and save. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Are you ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to see personalized offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to find the right loan for you. That's creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers. Go to creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com forward slash loan offers. Buddy, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to watch some wrestling. Holy shit. Good build up. Those those were great interviews. I really enjoyed that. Man, who was working now? Who was working with you? Uh you both of you guys on, on some of that pre those pre-tapes. Vinny Rue. Vince Russo. Oh man, that was good. Intense. It had like a it had that realism to it for sure. Yeah, it definitely did. My goodness. Well, Kurt, listen, uh Jeremy Borash is in the ring. He's doing the big intros. Let's listen into the pop here with the crowd. 35 pounds and comes to us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is professional wrestling's only Olympic gold medalist. This is Kurt Angle. And now, ladies and gentlemen, introducing, standing in the corner to my right. He weighed in this morning at 282 pounds and comes to us from the Isle of Samoa. He is the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. Here we go, Kurt. It is official. It's Angle Joe 2. Here turning point. That's right. And uh, I think we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. So normally we just sit here and talk through matches, and, and we'll have some of that. We'll do some questions. But I think what would be fun is just to have you kind of talk through a little bit, and we'll do it you know, together here, some play-by-play as uh, what was going through your mind and talk through uh, the match a little bit here. Uh, we do some of this with uh, Dr. Tom and some of the psychology. But uh, just uh, I know this is probably the first time you've watched this match since uh, you participated in it, right? Or have you watched yeah, it before? You're absolutely right. I, I watched it one other time, I believe, about two weeks after this match occurred. But this is my second time ever. So a little, little lock-up, you, you, you just kind of push him off. I, I don't know uh, if this was, you know, just talk about kind of starting this as a feeling-out process again. Did you, do you remember having any conversation with him and how you're going to start this match off with each other? Yeah, we wanted to feel it out. We wanted to get the crowd a little bit uh, riled up. And, uh, you know, we were trying to uh, wait for them to start coming with us. So we were starting out slow and methodical. And, and that's how you should start a match. It should just be wrestling moves. It should be chain wrestling, wrestling moves like that. Um, you know, you don't get into the high spots right away. You have to build up to that. Yeah, and you have him here in a, in a wrist lock, overhead wrist lock. Joe overpower takes you down. And again, here's the psychology. Him staring you down, then you taking him back down again and now going after the leg. That was a shoot single leg. <laughs> Joe didn't know that was coming. Okay, see, this is, I love this already. I already love it. Improvisation. <laughs> and, 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 oh, a little kick to the face and into the ropes. Is that more improvisation, Kurt? 
Yes, but I'll probably get a receipt for that. Okay. <laughs> He's going to get me back. You can, uh, and this is what I think is fun. The ability to have you kind of do is talk through some of these classic matches with us and kind of what was going on, the psychology in the ring. Now you got him arm lock, he reverses it, and another arm lock and takes you down with the, with the uh, clothesline. Yeah, Samoa Joe was uh, extremely talented. He, he could chain wrestle, he could do high spots. Uh, his finishes and submission trade offs were incredible. I really had a lot of fun working with this guy. And uh, right now, his intensity right now is off the charts. This is great what he's doing here. Yeah, so for those just listening and not watching along, he has beaten you down in the corner, chops, punches, kicks to the throat, has you down in the corner. Again, getting the crowd involved, cheering him on, and uh, really showing his strength that he has over you at this point in the match. Now, again, more, more punches and kicks and hits in the corner. Well, we're going to start the next phase of the match, which are the high spots. It's coming okay. soon. But again, Kurt, and we talked about this before, I think what has impressed me the most going back and watching some of what your career has been what you do in terms of selling. Yeah, selling's the most important thing. That's what gets <sighs> invested in the match. That was a nice backdrop over the top rope. Samoa Joe got me good there. Yeah, Kurt actually flies outside of the ring over the top. And uh, that's a significant bump that you take there right against, and again, all steel railings outside of the ring, and you're down. It looks like here for a little bit. Is that all sell, or is that just, hey, I'm, I'm taking some time here? I'm selling, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I did hit the railings, so I thought I should sell a little bit longer. Gotcha. And you've made your way to the outside. He's coming out after you, and you're delivering the rights and the lefts, and now the upper – the uh, we're going to battle around the ring here. Here, This is uh, is another spot that we had in the match that we thought would be interesting. And I did a little, um, <laughs> I guess, I look like a five-year-old doing that, but I tried to do a... A high cross body from... He yeah, jumps in, yeah, you jump in the ring, high cross body outside of the ring onto Joe. You had no fear, man, at this point. You really didn't. No, I, I was... Uh, I took some chances. I took a lot of chances. I always think about that highlight package when you're doing the moonsault off of the top of the cage that they always showed in TNA. Just incredible, some of the stuff that you would do. Yeah, I pulled it out every once in a while. I didn't do it very often, but whenever I needed it, it was there. Now I'm stomping on Joe's face, getting him down, going in, breaking the count. Got to make sure you have to break the count in the match. Got to keep the match credible. Joe's down selling. Eventually, he's going to come in the ring, I believe. At this point, your arms are up. What are you? What? 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 What are you trying to tell everyone at home as you just kind of rest there? What are you saying in the body language as you're like, "Is that the best you got?" Kind of thing. Yeah, I beat your ass. Is this all you have? Yeah. Slide tackle into Joe back outside the ring. Kurt, you're back on him. Knee lift to the face, and Joe's coming back at you though. Joe was one intense individual. He, he he could match my intensity, which very few people did. I think you have to appreciate that about Joe. I mean, I think you two were so evenly matched. That's what I've come to realize just watching this match and the, and the match at Genesis was you two, yes, you, you look a little different, but my goodness, you're striking and you're wrestling so similar in style. Yeah, we both were technicians and we, we – he had a, a great submissions, uh, great finishes. Uh, you know, his muscle buster was awesome. A little identical to my angle slam. So we both had a lot of stuff, a lot of in our repertoire. You're in control here, Kurt, since you had him on the outside. Now you got him on the inside. Looks like you're snap suplex. snap suplex on Samoa Joe, taking him over, trying to get that count, only down for the one count. The reason why I did a double count, you always want to make the match look more legit by trying to pin the guy as much as you can. So you don't just cover once, you cover twice to show people that you're really trying to pin them. That's exactly what I love to hear, and I was hoping you would share some of that psychology. And what, what's the hold here that you have him in, Kurt? This is a waist lock. I also have my legs wrapped around him, which didn't work out very well. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big boy, man. <laughs> 
you have a 300 pound man on top of you. <laughs> yeah. And he's now reversing. Yeah. Fall is here and we can all use a stiff freeze. Right, what did Vince call Kurt once? El Stiffo. Uh, that's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. So let's chew it and do it. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where our friends at Blue Chew come in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or just be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. You just sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Now, here's the best part. It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct to your door, all in a discreet package. Guys, there's nothing sexier than confidence, or so the ladies say. And Bluetooth can help you get that confidence where it counts. And if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Bluetooth can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is angle to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank bluechew for sponsoring today's podcast. And again, this is just the two of you trying to wrestle around, trying to see who can get that, that domination or that, or the control here, I guess. Right. Yeah. We're trading off holds right now. crowd is completely into this match i mean i don't there's uh, people haven't sat down since the start of it yeah it was pretty entertaining the match was intense we we started out methodical but we started picking it up right around now kurt you continue uh to drive punches and kicks into joe again now you're just trading blows back and forth you're doing some selling for him here he goes into the ropes Take oh wow! He sna- his head snapped on that top rope. Yeah, I might have snapped a little more than he thought it would. <laughs> Yikes! He's holding his face. An adjustment later on that night. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt, those uppercuts, a thing of beauty. Where did when, now? When did you bring in the uppercut game? Who was that? Dory Funk Jr. Influ- who, who influenced Dory that? Dory Funk Jr. He was teaching me how to uppercut in the Dory Funk Dojo. And he told me whenever I went to a swing door to hit an uppercut on it to open it. So ah. I, I would walk through uh, men's rooms doing uppercuts and, and through the door. And it, it would work extremely well. But that's how I got really good at it. That's uh, Cesaro loves the uppercut now. The, um, and, and that's one of his things as well. You with the belly-to-belly suplex on the big man. One of my favorite suplexes of all time from back in the day of Magnum TA when he used to execute the belly-to-belly suplex. Always part of your arsenal as well. Was his sideways or was it over top of your head? It wasn't over top of the head. It was sideways. He would sling him off the ropes, grab him in full motion, and then sideways belly-to-belly. for. Him. And that was his finisher, by the way. So a little different in the 80s. And now uh, ba- Bailey has picked up and does the belly-to-belly, too. Yes, she does. She's the Bailey. Too. Yeah. But, yeah, yours was always over the head. Is, is that Was that just you know, the style that you that's wanted that's to? Amateur wrestling. That's yeah. How you do it. There, there's, you, don't, you don't pick up and body slam sideways. It's okay. the belly-to-belly. You arch, and you really throw your hips into it. That's the most important part. Nice. I have a rest hold on Joe right now, trying to get the crowd back into it. Here they come. So that's the purpose right now. The rest hold is, again, working the crowd and see if you can get a response from them. This is great instruction, too, for maybe those young wrestlers that are getting into the game, maybe watching this match along with us, kind of talking through the psychology of what you're doing here. Well, some wrestlers get it, get nervous because the crowd doesn't get with it right away, so they they speed the match up and they're like, okay, let's not do the rest hold, let's let's uh, wrestle and do action, and uh, you have to. Oh, there's an overhead belly belly all the way through. I I took this a lot in WWE with Chris Benoit. And I thought it'd be a good idea to do it with Samoa Joe. And Joe delivered it. Yeah, he's strong enough to do it. Yeah, very tricky move to do. It's very dangerous. 
And and that hold is also impor- just as important for you here. They just have a nice replay, but as far as your participation in that hold is just as important, I'm sure. Yeah, you have to jump hard. You have to jump up. You don't jump backward because you land on your head. You have to jump straight in the air and flip up instead of back. Well, you both uh, executed it flawlessly there. They had a great replay on it, and here we're back to a slugfest. Here we go. Clothesline by Joe. Another clothesline by Joe. Yes, Joe's starting his comeback. Oh, now that the action going. Talk about that chest first bump into the turnbuckles. Belly to back. Uh Uh-oh, here come the Germans. We'll go back to that in a minute. But here's German number two, and you're still holding on. Talk about German suplexing a guy this big this many times and what it takes out of you. It's rough. You know, Joe's almost 300 pounds, and you can feel every bit of it. But he jumps pretty well. He's a great athlete. That's what makes him special. You did the chest first run into the turnbuckles. Bret Hart does that, has done that all throughout his career. How how much does that hurt, taking that turnbuckle in the chest? It hurts the chest and the ribs pretty good. <laughs> at, least, at least you're not whiplash in your neck. Uh, you turn your back to the corner, that's when you get the whiplash in your neck. Going for the Olympic slam, you do, he gets out of it. Oh, a He's lot a of great, exchanges. Great, great exchanges. Yeah. Ankle lock. Oh, roll out. Oh, into the turnbuckle goes Kurt. Right into the middle turnbuckle there. And Joe with the knee. Man, that looks vicious. There it is. He's heading up for the spine or the, the, muscle. the muscle buster. Yeah. Strikes back and forth. You're not having it. And, it, and that is such an impressive move from the big man. <laughs> I don't know how he gets that. The out. kick to the top <laughs> rope while you're sitting up there. Muscle buster, you're up. You slide out. Reverse. And into the ankle lock submission once again, Kurt. Middle of the ring. Trade-off. That's a great Kurt Angle trade-off. Very <laughs> proud of myself on that one. <laughs> He's Barry Horowitz and patting himself <laughs> on the back. I love it. Very smooth, though, to your point. Very smooth. And this is this is great wrestling. If you're not watching along, man, this is a good match to watch. This match was better than at first. Um, and it's probably because we started getting good chemistry with each other. The more you wrestle each other, the more you know each other. And by here, I'm, you know, I know Joe pretty well because this is the fourth time I got in the ring with him. Olympic Slam one, two. Oh, he kicks out. Angle can't believe it. Face in his hands. What do I do next? Where do we go? Where do we go from here, Kurt? You're looking around at the crowd. The crowd is is going crazy. We come back and the straps are coming off. That means the ankle lock's coming. That's right. Cinched in. Kurt, do you have a feel like when you're in the middle of a match like this, like, oh, this is some good shit here? Or, like, do you have a. You can feel it. You know, you can hear the crowd and you know the flow of the match. Yeah. Pretty confident. When When you have this type of match and you put together the moves like this. Uh, these are great trade-offs. I was going to say, he's very smooth. Yeah, Joe's very smooth. I'm very smooth. They, you know, we work really well together. And he's got you in a, in a rear naked chokehold with his legs wrapped tight around you. You you get out of it, reverse, and back to the ankle lock. This is really something something else. This is a, a wrestling, a mat wrestling clinic. What I like about it is it's not really clean. There's a, there's a lot of like nudging and, you know, sc- scraping and trying to get, you know, the hold and it's not pretty. That's what I like about it. That's what makes it look so real. Yeah. This and like, if it was truly two people shoot fighting. Yes, yes, exactly. That's what we were trying to make it look like. Kurt, you're, you're t- acting like you may tap. The arm's starting to go down. Referee's on top of it. Crowd, again, completely engaged. This is excitement. And here you go. You're coming back. You feel the audience, the crowd, the blood's flowing. Got to pull the crowd in. Oh, Oh. great. Another great show. Oh, my word. I amaze myself. (laughs) 
He is amazing. Kurt has got him back in the ankle lock. And the match should be over. I laid down. I don't know why he didn't tap out. And you've got his legs cinched in, too. Uh, you, you've got your legs wrapped around the bottom of it. That's usually my finish. That's when uh, it's it's definitely going to happen. But for some reason, Samoa Joe got out of it. He took his vitamins on this day. <laughs> Can he do it? Joe is full of emotion. He's clawing and scratching his way. He's tapping, isn't he? No. The referee is all over you, trying to get you to break the hold. Angle, you finally give up and break the hold. You're upset, frustrated. Where do you go from here, Kurt? Well, what I love about Joe is right here, he's going to pull his ankle, which is really great because – uh, you know, after having the ankle lock on him three separate times, he does an incredible job of selling. That's what's most important in this match. You have attacked the ankle. You've stepped on it, stomped on it. You've put him up on the uh, the top rope here. And there, this is going to be a big move, I'm sure. You're climbing up, and you're ready to go belly to belly. My goodness. Could you imagine if I got Joe a belly belly? Could you imagine the <laughs> ring? <laughs> he punches you off. Could you? I mean, the ring, they might have to reinforce the ring. That's insane. Joe's going to the top, though. Joe never does this. This is insane. High flying, Joe. You climb up. <laughs> oh, you take him off the top of the ring. The crowd is jumping. Top row, belly to belly. There's a quick cover, and oh, he kicks out. And you are, I mean, it's, oh, this is amazing. Great match. Kurt is intensity. As good as it gets. As good as it gets, man. The two of you, 2006. You can just tell by the fans the way they're reacting. They're really Pete. into this match. Over on WWE, they were watching Edge and Cena in 2006. Here in TNA, we were watching Angle and Joe. And my goodness, this was pro wrestling at its best. Olympic slam time. Oh, he rolls off of it. Hip tosses you across the ring. Kurt, what are you thinking here? You just run 100 miles at him, and you knock out the ref. <laughs> Dear God, the referee has taken a bump from Angle. He can't see. <laughs> I poked him in the eye. You poked him in the eye. And now he's got you in his chokehold. Well, that was me being a dumbass. I tried to choke <laughs> him on He reversed it. And now you're that tapping out. Mistake. You're tapping out and the ref can't see it because he's over there looking for chicken snacks. <laughs> and he can't find you. Oh, my goodness, Kurt. The crowd's <laughs> chanting, Olympic gold medalist. You know, uh, the one thing I do regret about this match, we didn't need the ref bump. That, yeah, I, thank you. Agreed. Yeah, oh, kick between the legs, Kurt. We were just trying to add more false finishes. There. They didn't teach you that in amateur wrestling. No, they didn't. They taught me in pro wrestling. I love it. They sure did, buddy. And you're outside the ring. You've kicked Joe between the old uh, yam bag there. And, and I don't know where you're headed. You're going for a steel chair. I'm going to do the infamous Kurt Angle chair spot. <laughs> I don't know. This is... that I came up with this. No. Actually, uh, Pat Patterson did. Oh, oh, there it is. It bounces off the top and smacks you in the head. He's about to pull your shorts off. Let's see what happens here. Kurt's trying for that top rope. He gets that you was, down. That was almost comedic. That was hilarious. But this is it, Kurt, I believe. There, Look at that arm. What are you going to do? I'm not going to give up. Kurt, guess what? Up. Kurt, guess what? Kurt. The ref can't see. Give up, Kurt. Kurt gave up. Oh. Kurt's tapping. Oh, my first loss in TNA. Kurt's tapping. The crowd, somebody's spraying water bottles everywhere. <laughs> Why is everybody happy? What the hell? Why are they so joyous? <laughs> <laughs> There's people with rematch signs in the crowd jumping around. They're already looking for number three. But And there it is, buddy. You have tapped out to Samoa Joe. That was awesome. That was a great match. That's as good as it gets. I was really proud of that match. Buddy, that was a lot of fun, man. I had a blast watching that with you. Me too. All right. Well, Kurt, let's talk about it a little bit here. So let's see what the Observer had to say. Okay. Here we go. 
They said Samoa Joe beat Kurt Angle via tap out with a choke in 19 minutes, 17 seconds. Here's a few things that uh, Dave Meltzer had to say. It was important for Joe to win the second match in their series, but it also tells the story of rushing the program, which you and I already talked about a little bit, as there was no reason to give the second match only a three-week buildup where it wouldn't be considered special. Kurtz, any additional thoughts on that? Would you agree at this point it was rushed? I vehemently agree with what uh, Meltzer said. I, I agree with him 100%. We should have waited. We should have built it up even more. All right. He also goes on to say, in addition, Angle should not have lost in TNA for a long time. Beating him should have been made a gigantic accomplishment for the first person to do so, and there clearly wasn't enough time for this to get over. Kurt, in hindsight, being, you know, it's 2020, and Samoa Joe being one of your best rivalries here in TNA, if not the best, do you agree or disagree with Meltzer here? Should have it been uh, taken a, a lot longer than this for you to lose your first match? Somewhat, I agree a little bit, but to be honest with you, uh, I, it would just start another undefeated streak. And then I would have been the one with the undefeated streak instead of Joe. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really agree with undefeated streaks unless it's really special. I think Goldberg, it worked really well, Samoa Joe. But to have, you know, Joe and then me do it right back to back, I don't think it would have been right. Lastly, I want to get your thoughts on this. He said, worse of all of this, the choke finish did allow for Angle uh, to pass out as opposed to tapping, which would at least preserve some of an aura of specialness about him. The decision regarding passing out and tapping was debated internally, and it did go back and forth, but the decision ended up that he would tap. Can you talk us through that decision, Kurt, of having you tap versus pass out? Well, I'm the one that stepped forward and said I needed to tap. Um, I didn't want to pass out. I never agreed with passing out. Uh, I know people, you know, you, you do see it every once in a while in MMA, but for the most part, uh, people tap out before they pass out. That's just how it is. Well, Kurt, as we saw the end of the match, Joe would get you in his coquina clutch. Uh, he called the ref spot, Meltzer, the Three Stooges spot. He said it was all wrong for this point in the match, but it's one of Angle's favorite spots in leading to losses. Is that true? Is it one of your favorite spots? Well, I, I use it quite a bit. I did it in WWE, <laughs> I did it in TNA. Uh, it, it was done probably four or five times. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we'll say it's one of his favorite spots. Joe then got the choke again with the coquina clutch, and this time Angle would tap. Fans started chanting one more time in rematch. Technically, because this was longer, it was more dramatic than the first match, which, Kurt, you said as we watched that, you feel like this was a better match than the first one. It was better. And, uh, well, we accomplished what we needed to because the fans were chanting one more match. There you go. That is what you want to hear. Match had more heat, and most other ways the match was better, but uh, Meltzer thought the ref bump and the chair shot took down the intensity of the finish. However, still another excellent match. He gave it four and a quarter stars. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Seeing all this from hindsight now, Kurt, did you think you and Joe were destined to do it for the next nine years? I think so. I think Joe and I are both fighters, and we're not going to give up. And every every time we battle each other, it's a brawl. I mean, uh, Joe and I did it for the next nine years. It was incredible. My God, what a great match. That was a lot of fun. Did you have fun watching that? Yeah, I did have a lot of fun. Uh, all right, we got two fan questions uh, that came in about this, and then uh, we'll close it down, Kurt. First of all, from a wrestling historian, he says, who do you think should have ended Joe Streak if you hadn't done it, Kurt? Is there anybody else that you think should have should have, or could have ended uh, Joe the Streak? The person I can think of is Sting because he's an icon, and he's a huge name in the business, been there for 30 years. Um, uh, I don't think it would have hurt Joe's credibility to lose to him, especially uh, his first loss and ending his undefeated streak. I think Sting should have been the person if it wasn't me. There you go. Great answer. Uh, agree. Sting had that uh, had all the all the stardom and star power. Uh, to your point, if that were to happen, it would have made sense. Friend of the show, Ray LaDuke, says, Kurt, your thoughts on America's Most Wanted, Storm and Harris. Your thoughts in general of that tag team? Oh, I absolutely love that tag team. They were so talented. They had a great run. It was one of the best tag teams in TNA history. Uh, the only one probably better or the two that were better was Beer Money, which was James Storm. 
and Team 3D. But those guys were in the top three, without a doubt. Well, Kurt, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. As I mentioned on the show earlier, coming up on adfreeshows.com, you and I are going to break down your first TNA television match with Abyss. We're going to do it just like we did today, so that'll be a lot of fun. And we're also, uh, we have a post up on adfreeshows uh, asking uh, fans to put in their question, members that post their questions, so that we can run through some of those questions uh, with you. And it's your first primetime two-hour uh, special, TNA's first uh, primetime two-hour special on Spike TV. So looking forward to that. Next week on the Kurt Angle Show, uh, we'll be covering Vengeance 2001, which features Kurt versus Stone Cold in the title tournament to crown the first undisputed champion. We're also going to discuss Ric Flair's return to the WWF and you working heel with a babyface, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm looking forward to that one, man. Me too. I can't wait. <laughs> well, Kurt, you know what I can't wait for? I can't wait to hear how I can get my hands on some of them yummy chicken snacks, buddy. What do you got behind you there? Chicken snacks. We got chicken snacks. We have Snack Smart Crispy Protein Bites. The chicken snacks are made with real chicken, and the Snack Smarts are made with organic plant protein. Get them at physicallyfit.com. Order yours today. We have 11 different flavors, including... Uh, sweet barbecue, pizza flavor, um, honey mustard, sriracha. We have the whole ball of wax. you got to order these. They are incredible. You're going to absolutely love them. Yeah, if you don't believe us, just look at the feedback. Look at what they're saying on social media. It is hot product. Listen, you just filled your gut full of turkey, and everybody's thinking, oh, no, Christmas is coming. Well, perfect. Then snack on some healthy chicken snacks until then. And, uh, man, you can get it for 20% off by going to physicallyfit.com and using that code ANGLEPOD. That'll get you 20% off. So definitely support our American hero, our Olympic gold medalist, our hero, Kurt Angle, by finding it over at physicallyfit.com. Kurt, they can also support you in fun other ways, especially with Christmas time coming, and that's at the KurtAnglebrand.com. Again, KurtAnglebrand.com. Kurt, share with us some of the fun stuff they can find over there. We have amazing merchandise. We have T-shirts. We have autographed photos, birthday cards I could send you for your birthday or someone that you love. Um, I'll send you a birthday message. Uh, also, we have milk cartons, cowboy hats. We have everything. Go to KurtAnglebrand.com and uh, order whatever you want to order. By the way, if you have an item at home that you want signed, uh, world title, um, a photo that you took with me, send it to the address on the website. I will personalize it and return it to you uh, as long as you send a prepaid posted envelope and uh, a small donation for charity. Man, that's fantastic. What an opportunity to have something of yours signed by our Olympic gold hero. I think it's a, the way to go. And again, let that someone special in your life know, hey, I would love something like this for Christmas. This is a great opportunity uh, to get something from Kurt Angle signed and take advantage. Maybe it's a cameo. Maybe you want to send a cameo to someone as a birthday wish or what have you. All that's over at KurtAnglebrand.com. And then last but certainly not least, WildcatBelts.com. Man, that's where you can find that amazing American Hero Championship belt, that limited, can I say it one more time, limited custom design belt, 24 karat gold-plated, hand-painted plates, and my goodness, there's only five of them going to be made. The first one has sold four left. Be in that rarefied air. Check out pictures on Facebook and Instagram. You can see pictures on Kurt Angle's Instagram and Twitter. You can find him at the real Kurt Angle on Instagram and real Kurt Angle on Twitter. But Kurt, those belts are beautiful, aren't they? Yeah, if you're interested in buying one of them, it's wildcatbelts.com. Go on that website, you'll see the belt. And um, I have uh, everything signed. I, I, I have the belt signed. I have uh, the, uh, the authenticity, certificate of authenticity signed. That's right. And it's proof that I signed it for real. It's the real deal. It's so real that I even bought one. So, Kurt, uh, <laughs> I, I'm proud to support you in that way. And, man, again, I Thank just – couldn't, couldn't pass up the opportunity to have something uh, that special to uh, a Mount Rushmore wrestler. So, man, take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, but, Kurt, man, that's going to do it for us this week, my friend. Uh, make sure you swing by ad-free shows for that special bonus show. 
We'll see you again right here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. Have a great day, everybody. I hate Steven Singer. With all the shipping delays and fulfillment issues expected for holidays, Christmas shopping has come earlier than ever. Luckily, Steven is giving every other jeweler out there another reason to hate him. Steven Singer Jewelers has the number one gift this holiday, diamond stud earrings. And Steven is fully stocked with the most beautiful, best value, real diamond studs anywhere. Choose a great pair of Anita diamond stud earrings for under $270. Sound familiar? Well, that's because it's the same price last year. He's not jacking up prices like everyone else. Just the perfect price every single day. No sales, no discounts, no BS. Steven's real diamond studs are flawless to the eye, near colorless, and come with his famous full value lifetime trade-in guarantee. You can trade up your diamond studs anytime and receive exactly what you paid towards a new pair. And with an unbeatable full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, making it no risk for shopping early for holiday. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com, always with fast and free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.